G'day. You're listening to The Misadventures of Bo Hogart and the Brilliant Blue-Eyed Woman. My name's Vic, plume.com. Chapter 13, Full Rolls of Fool's Gold. Enjoy. Psychoactivity from the purple pills was now minimal, but they were still affecting the remainder of my brain. I'd been asleep, but when I woke I wasn't sure I had been, and that scared me because it seemed to make sense. I'd known people who'd gone magic mushrooming before, and they'd never come back. And I was concerned I might be about to join them. Becoming a permanent picker wasn't a thought I cared to entertain. I shook my head and looked out of the combi's side window to see we were parked at a roadhouse. Desperately needing to empty my bladder, I climbed out of the combi just in time to stop hands from putting diesel fuel in the gas tank. Uh, sorry about that. I could have really screwed up the Walksy engine. Uh, Where's little Red Riding Hood? If you mean Gretel, she's in the roadhouse getting some women's products. Hans started filling the tank just as Gretel walked out of the roadhouse eating a popsicle. You said she was getting women's products. Yeah, that's correct. She's a woman and she's eating the product. See? Gretel had undone her ponytails and was walking toward us, her lustrous long dark hair flowing behind her. Hello, Sleeping Beauty, said the entrancing, popsicle-licking Canadian original, holding a frozen smile. I pulled out a handful of cash from Lou Stain's 50 grand stash, sadly depleted by about $20,000 due to the psychedelic trip tax I had to pay along Highway 70. Here's some dough for the go, I said, handing Gretel some fuel money. I'll be back soon, guys. Awesome. Thanks, Bo. Arriving at the roadhouse's carrot-red-coloured restroom, I saw it was extremely basic. Brick walls allowing somewhere to hang the wash basin and the roof, a toilet with no seat and a door with no lock, which was better than a seat with no toilet and a door that locked. (laughs) Finishing up my business, I found they'd supplied a full roll of toilet paper. This amazed me because there were never any butt-kerchiefs in those places, so I kept the tradition alive and took the roll with me. I arrived back at the combi to see my new backpacking buddy seated in front. Hans was holding an unfolded map as big as North America itself, and if there'd been a decent breeze, he could have used it to hang glide to his next destination. Gretel looked excited at having an opportunity to drive a hippie van across the Midwest, but the mathematical Hans was holding up proceedings, trying to compute how many miles it was to Kansas City so he could convert it into comprehensible kilometres. Gretel, keen to get rid of the map and get driving, asked if I knew how many miles it was to Kansas City. Uh, nine, I said in a subtle German accent while climbing onto the mattress with my full toilet roll. Awesome. Awesome, they said excitedly. Do you mind if I play some trance music? Asked Gretel, igniting the combi's spluttering engine. As long as I don't wake up and start clucking like a chicken, I don't care what kind of music you play. 
As we kangaroo hopped up the highway, I fell into a cloud made of cotton wool and shattered glass and began dreaming of a blue-haired flight steward on an orange airplane serving red sauerkraut to an overweight pilot who was feeding purple pills to my bald-headed ex-ex-wife who was yelling I love you in German to a Canadian dental assistant who was running up the aisle firing stainless steel arrows at a devious dentist wearing a white rat costume. Dreams had always been kooky experiences, but things were becoming just as kooky when I was awake. The following trailer has been officially approved by your mama. On September 11, 19, 2000 and something, in a brick box full of nurses, a baby was born to a Mrs. A. Nutt, an extreme librarian who named her 13th child. You have now reached the end of chapter 13.